0: This is the September 2020 edition of Chicago Neighborhood News. First, the headlines Neighbors fed up with brazen downtown criminal activity. Lane Tech veterans oppose removal of Indian statue. New surge in divvy bike thefts traced to credit card fraud and docking station flaws. Votes are in for police in schools. Marathon pot meeting ends in down vote. As city finances crash, TIF programs come under scrutiny. Loyola's sister, Jean, scores 101st birthday with a virtual celebration. Facebook reunites teen lovers. These stories and more. This is Reno Lovison, executive producer at ChicagoBroadcastingNetwork.com. We're pleased to continue our alliance with Inside Publications, enabling us to provide summaries of news from their three local newspapers distributed throughout Chicago lakefront communities, including the Inside Booster, News Star, and The Skyline. This is a September 2020 podcast summary issue. Listeners will have access to the complete stories presented by picking up any of the Inside Publications offered for Lakefront Communities, or visit InsideOnline.com. Stand by for a quick summary of the news after about 20 seconds of our theme song, Foster Avenue Beach, by Steve Solomon. let's take a look at the inside publication news. Even before recent rioting and looting broke out, lakefront residents were fed up with the violence, lawlessness and brazen criminal activity. Residents in the near north side, Streeterville and and River North neighborhoods have demanded action in light of a dramatic increase in shootings, fighting, open drug use, robberies, mugging and many other crimes that have made their way downtown in a big way in the last couple of years. Second Ward Alderman Brian Hopkins criticized the mayor for being unable to stop looting and rioting in Chicago's Central Business District. The Sheffield Neighbors Association has finished a community survey on the future development of the North Branch Corridor. The often controversial General Iron Scrap Yards is moving to a new location on the southeast side. General Irons leaving the Lincoln Park area is only part of the problem, said 43rd Ward Alderman Michelle Smith in a recent newsletter. We must seize the opportunity to create sorely needed public open space. Local photographer Linda Matlow is soon to wed her fiancé, Michael Panino. They met at St. Gregory High School in Edgewater nearly a half century ago and recently connected thanks to Facebook. We're going to be together forever now, said Michael. I look at her and it's like I'm looking at her when she was 16. I'm not letting her get away this time. Daniel Smith, 49, of Valparaiso, allegedly scaled a fence at Wrigley Field around 2.40 a.m. on July 29th after a security guard refused to let him in. Prosecutors said he made his way to a merchandise store, stole a $299 jersey, and then used a sharpie marker to leave a message. To whom it may concern, your security in this building is laughable. Call me and I will tell you where your weaknesses are. He allegedly signed the message with his roommate's name and contact information. Some 314 World War II fallen lane tech heroes and more than 50 veterans of World War I, Korea, and Vietnam are solemnly honored by name on plaques displayed in the school's memorial garden. A plaque attached to the base of the war monument simply states, In reverent tribute to those Laneites who gave the full measure of devotion for justice and the American way of life. This memorial is solemnly dedicated. However, the warrior statue above the pedestal and the school's other Indian imagery recently have come under fire from some students and alumni who say they reinforce harmful racial stereotypes of Native Americans. Lane Tech has dubbed its teams the Indians. In early August, the school council unanimously agreed to start a process to remove the iconic warrior statue from the memorial garden. The plan also would remove other Indian mascot images from the school. Farewell to a legend. Hal Oscar Binion III passed away aged 80 peacefully after a battle with cancer in Naples, Florida. A true blue blood who cherished the Cubs, golf, his Catholic faith, and travel. Binion's was a restaurant in the old style. It was all about family. While the Binion legacy to Chicago will always remain turtle soup, Hal will be remembered because he was a true gentleman ready to host you as a cherished friend and patron. Two years after a docking device malfunction caused Chicago to lose hundreds of its taxpayer-owned divvy bikes to thieves, The popular program is again battling rampant theft of its inventory, according to multiple city sources. Lyft, which manages the bike share program, is scrambling to correct multiple shortcomings in the system's physical and financial security structures. Here's the crime beat. As she walked through a pedestrian tunnel around midnight east of Margate Park near Marine Drive, a 35-year-old uptown woman was struck in the head with a bottle and sexually assaulted before she managed to fight off her assailant, who fled the scene and remains at large. Two 18-year-old men are charged with felony robbery after they allegedly robbed a Lyft driver on the Magnificent Mile. The duo made a critical strategic error when they tried to escape via a nearby Red Line station. Unfortunately for them, the CTA Chicago State Station was teeming with cops who had swarmed the area to investigate another matter. A woman managed to escape from three would-be carjackers who tried to rob her in the Lakeview Strip Mall parking lot. The apparent teenage assailants got into her car and tried to take it. But the woman escaped with the vehicle's keys and sought help from inside the nearby office depot. She was not injured. The attempted carjackers fled in a gray car with the third male, the victim said. Prosecutors have charged a Chicago man with sexually assaulting a woman in Uptown two years ago after DNA analysis from a rape kit linked him to the crime. Nine teenagers and men aged 15 to 25 robbed a CTA passenger on the Red Line downtown. The mugging is the latest in a recent series of holdups on the train. No arrests have been made. Kevin J. Mix, the former controller of a Chicago insurance company, has been arrested on a federal fraud charge for allegedly stealing $5 million in company funds. A man was shot during an altercation at a $2,400 per night party house in the heart of Wicker Park. The rental's marketing pitch describes the location as a palatial 2,000 square foot space designed specifically for the bachelor or bachelorette party of your dreams. An Albany Park man is facing murder and attempted murder charge for allegedly purposely striking two women with his SUV in River North August 10th, and then intentionally running over one of them again. Police saw Jalen Kelly and another person loading bags and purses into a Kia outside the Gucci store at 900 North Michigan Avenue during looting August 10th. Cops recovered Gucci items worth a combined $40,000. A Chicago woman who live-streamed her looting activities to Facebook early on August 10th has been tracked down by CPD's Looting Task Force and charged with two felony counts of burglary and two felony counts of looting in connection with her allegedly raiding of Nordstrom's and Sunglass Hut during widespread unrest in the Gold Coast shopping area. An old-town man who works as a doorman robbed a Dunkin' Donuts shop near his home at gunpoint and was arrested after detectives tracked his getaway via a network of public and private surveillance cameras. A 65-year-old Rogers Parkman is facing 15 felonies in relation to his package theft spree for allegedly forcing his way into numerous Northside apartment buildings to steal packages. A Michigan man tried to carjack two drivers in River North, but failed both times. He's been apprehended and charged with two counts of attempted vehicular hijacking. Police have issued a community alert for the Gold Coast after multiple women filed complaints about a man who is allegedly exhibiting sexual aggressive behavior in the neighborhood. He's been seen shirtless and carrying an orange caviar food delivery bag on his back, according to police. A serial attacker who has fatally stabbed one sleeping homeless man and critically wounded another in Grant Park this summer has committed two similar assaults aboard the CTA Red Line, police said. The offender stabs homeless men in the neck as they sleep, then flees. Detectives have said the suspect has a slender build, stands 5'9 to 6'1 and wears a distinctive Aero, that's A-E-R-O, 1987, gray hoodie sweatshirt. A Rogers Park man and juvenile accomplice are in custody after they robbed an undercover cop who was investigating a series of muggings that involved victims who were lured into traps via a social media app that facilitates merchandise for sale between private parties. At least two victims had filed police reports after they were robbed when they tried to purchase PlayStation consoles from the offenders, who they met through the resale application. Both of those robberies took place in Rogers Park. When undercover officers saw the same PS4 being offered for sale, they arranged to buy it for $190 cash. An undercover cop, supported by covert units, met with a juvenile who gave them a bag containing the gaming devices. The boy then ripped $190 in marked money from the cop's hand, regained control of the device, and ran away. The undercover cops moved in and arrested the two. The marked money and PlayStation were recovered. Here's some more Chicago neighborhood news. Navy Pier, the ubiquitous tourist attraction that is home to 70 Chicago businesses, will close September 8th until the spring because of the pandemic. Gamekeepers, no more. After 35 years of college sports, bar food, and drinks until 4 a.m., Gamekeepers Tavern and Grill has closed at the corner of Lincoln, Sedgwick, and Armitage. A Happy Century Mango Florist and Gifts in the Drake Hotel will soon celebrate 100 years of partnership with the Michigan Avenue landmark. Chicago School Board voted against cancelling a $33 million contract with the police last month. Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Schools Chief Janice Jackson have both resisted efforts to make a wholesale decision, preferring to leave it to individual schools. To a great extent, the final decision actually rests with each of the school's principals. Mather, Northside College Prep, and Sen have voted against keeping police in their schools. After nearly 12 hours of testimony and deliberation on a single matter, the Zoning Board of Appeals voted to deny the special use zoning application for an adult-use cannabis dispensary proposed at 14 West Maple Street. As city finances take a hard beating during the coronavirus pandemic, People are taking a closer look at a controversial tax incentive program that pits the mayor's office, developers, and property owners against taxpayers, watchdog groups, and activists. City Hall is warning residents that automated speed cameras have been reactivated in school safety zones. The consul General of Ireland, young Brian O'Brien, leaves his Chicago post after a very happy and successful four years in his diplomatic post. Known affectionately as Sister Jean, not only on Loyola's campus but nationally, she celebrated her 101st birthday virtually on August 21st in her residence near Loyola's Water Tower campus, wearing a scarf with the school's maroon and gold colors. Loyola University's team chaplain, Sister Jean Dolores Schmidt, received online greetings from current and former students, basketball players, coaches, and school administrators, as well as hundreds of emails. Sister Jean is not content to sit on the sidelines even now. She's keeping active with chats, emails, and phone calls to students to see how they're doing. I tell them how important it is to wear a mask, that it's not too hard, and wash their hands, she said. The death of former Governor Jim Thompson on August 14th removes a singular gifted personality in Illinois history and politics. His gift of tolerance for the opinion of others, plus his deep confidence in the intelligence of good government, made him a rarity in Illinois. He was tough, hard working, well-prepared, and without the familiar self-serving greed so natural in our state. A man of deep principle, he will be missed. This is Reno Loveson, executive producer at chicagobroadcastingnetwork.com, reminding you to please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast to be informed when new Chicago-related content is added. Keep in mind that renoweb.net provides video production services and during the stay-at-home period has helped a number of clients by editing video they have produced themselves and creating other social media, audio, and visual content. To learn more, visit renoweb.net. The Lakeshore Music Studio has been providing online piano lessons for all ages during the stay-at-home period and will continue to do so this fall. For more information, visit lakeshoremusicstudio.com. Chicago Broadcasting Network.com in conjunction with Authors Broadcast, is planning a book fair this fall. Follow our page for more details. Please get the facts about COVID-19 from a reliable source, and to be safe, simply wear a mask, keep a reasonable distance away from others, stay home as much as possible, and wash your hands frequently. Also, no matter what your political point of view, remember that people fought and died for your right to vote. Don't neglect to cast your ballot in person or by mail as soon as possible. Thank you to Inside Publications for allowing us to provide this summary of Chicago neighborhood news extracted from their issues of Inside Booster, News Star, and Skyline newspapers. Get the complete facts about each of the stories presented and more by picking up a free copy of Inside Booster, New Star, or the Skyline. Go to InsideOnline.com to find a distributor near you or to subscribe to the newspaper's online edition. Thanks to Steve Solomon for the use of Foster Avenue Beach as our theme song.